Should we start with you slurping coffee? Good morning, <laughs> Father Dave. <laughs> what an open. He didn't give me the cue that we were starting. <laughs> I didn't know we were starting, but I figured that's an awesome way to start, and it's pretty appropriate, too. <laughs> slurping my coffee. Yep. Well, good morning, everybody, or whatever time good you're morning, listening gang. to this. Good morning, gang. How are you? Well, yeah, depending on when you're listening to this. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be spending... A bunch of hours with each other today, uh, up until uh, what the next fourteen hours. So yeah, yeah the, that's going to be fun. <laughs> this is this this is the seventh, seventh of seventh of eight. Sixth. I think it's our sixth. Sixth of eight. Uh, of eight, yeah. Of eight uh, retreats that we go out east to, to Montauk Point, and we spend a, essentially twelve to thirteen hours in close contact with each other. Yeah, with about. 20 50. to 40 to yep. 45, 50 kids. Mm-hmm. The kid uh, part's fine. By one of these, you will kill me. <laughs> by one of them, you will. <laughs> because, guys, essentially what happens is, you know, I start off and I get a little serious. And then I tail off into, we need to do this. And we need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like one of the kids. No, it's not like one of the kids. You you are one of the kids. <laughs> And and Father Dave like shoots from the hip, so you you kind of go in with a plan, and then says, "Hey, let's let's do something that we never even spoke about." <laughs> Can you make that happen <laughs> for a man who has to have not just the day planned out, yeah, but his month? <laughs> no, that's very true, and and all the parents out there would understand that. You know, you have you have limited time, and you have to have it planned well. So, um, but anyway, we're here. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> One of the things we're doing with the students on retreat is we're bringing them to a shrine on Long Island, and one of the aspects of the shrine is there's a rosary walk, which is really, really beautiful, yeah. but there's this like little grotto is not really the right word, but this little place where they have these statues of saints. So th- this was your idea, and I, and I liked it, and I like it. We'll be doing it again in a few hours. Uh, I like s- to call this place the Canyon of Heroes. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what it is. Um the interesting thing about it, there are statues of saints with a little bit of, um, very little bit of information about them, more like what their names are, when they live, where they died, what order they were in, if they were in an order. And then we asked the kids to take out their phones and kind of look them up. The nice thing about this, very obscure saints, saints I had never heard of. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's the beautiful part about, about that little area. So this entire area, that uh, the shrine that uh, Costa's talking about, is, is further, it, it's further out east from where we are. Uh, in Suffolk County, and uh, the land was donated back in the 50s to the Montford Fathers, uh, the, 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 the priest, the order uh, of, to the Blessed Mother, dedication to Our Lady. And so, yes, as Costa was talking about, there's, there's a rosary walk where they, you know, they have bushes carved out of crosses and uh, crosses carved out of bushes, mm-hmm. uh, rocks for the beads. So you could do a walk. You could do the stations of the cross through the woods. Um, and yeah, then there's this <clears throat> this walk uh, in this other part of the woods for uh, these statues of the saints. And yeah, they have a, a whole bunch of different ones. Yeah. I, I, and so I, I love trying to watch the kids pronounce some of these saints because they... Essentially, when you have to get to to Kiri Tekawitha, I was going to say it's interesting here. You try to pronounce them. <laughs> oh, but I sound. I know I try to sound confident, but I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. <laughs> but it is kind of cool watching because you do have the the ones that you always hear about. Um, not that I'm saying that like they're old and bad. I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah, St. Patrick, he's old news. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> 
but but it really got us it got us thinking because there are so many and we um, last week had celebrated All Saints Day. Yeah. And because, you know, I can't get my act together and get here to record, um, we're about a week late, but we were talking about talking this, about the Guys, this is bit. all on him. Last it year, is. it was on me. I dragged I dragged my feet on this. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's all on him. And I want to just throw this out there here we go. to everybody out there. That finally, finally, gang, finally, after peppering him for about two months on this, three months, on his own idea. We because he dragged his feet on this one too. We finally got the okay and the green light to get all the other equipment we mm-hmm. want and need for a third speaker, mm-hmm. for uh, you know guest guest speakers here at the school, students and teachers and coaches and stuff like that. And actually, it, it, and everything you said is true. But what we're going to do? We're actually going to Indianapolis next week, and we're taking 25 students mm. with us to a yeah. Catholic conference, NCYC. And our hope is if we could find the place and the location. But we do have this equipment coming in next week, and have the kids on, and have yeah. some real, real um, honest and immediate reactions to some of the things that we're, they're seeing. We were there two years ago, and the effect it has on kids seeing others who are interested in their faith, those who are devout, seeing kids on stage talking about their faith, seeing some really, really good speakers. Um, it has a transformative effect, and it did, it, at least it did two years ago, and I'm not expecting it's not going to this time either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the group we had like two years ago uh, was was a very fun group, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what did they say to us? We didn't think that we didn't think that a, a Jesus camp could be so fun. Fun, and, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, essentially, we were on retreat in a hotel, and then we would go go down to mm-hmm. Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, we'll we'll fill you all in in that uh, later on uh, at another time. But uh, but yeah, they because they saw twenty thousand young people their age mm-hmm. praying, joyful, uh, praying and playing and. Um, and they got to meet and talk to people from all over the country, some all over the world. Yeah. Well, there were some very cool experiences that we had, too, as, as adults. One was, if you remember, I'm making up this name, uh, but some students came to us, and we were in Lucas Oil Stadium, and there, were rec- there was reconciliation going all yeah. over the place. And two students came with a third student and said, I'm making up this name. Uh, Sarah has never gone to uh, confession before. Is it okay if we bring her? Like, yeah. <laughs> Is it, was, it okay? That was a great moment. I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, no. they're like, yeah, go, go, go. Go. So that was cool. And then do you remember the announcement after the last mass, all the kids were dancing down by the stage by the altar? Yeah. Because the band was kind of jamming a little bit. Yeah. And they had to make an announcement. Will everybody please leave? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like it's the first time I ever had that that moment in my life at, at, at mass. Right. Where where people didn't want to leave. Especially young people. Exactly. Most of the time they look like they're coming out of a funeral. <laughs> so um so anyway, that's our hope to to uh, next week try to do something for you uh, where it's just thank God. Just not you and I talking. <laughs> yeah, right. But but one of the things that they do uh, at that uh, at that convention um, is they 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 po- they post up on the on the um, on the the scoreboards and everything like that uh, different uh, different saints as well and give mm-hmm. small bios and, and I think it's important to just at least talk about uh, the lives of the saints because um, they are they are our hall of fame. They are essentially those who have gone before us, as broken as you and I are, as who started off, you know, whose whose journey started off pretty rough mm-hmm. in, in some areas, and uh, and they they came through. 
you know they they their relationship with Jesus Christ is is highlighted the the thing that's I, I think struck me more as I've gotten older because when I was younger my experience with the saints was the statues in the church I know that sounds mm-hmm. cliche but that's really what it was yeah and statues don't move and there's no depth to them they're fine to look at right but you right. can't have a relationship with a statue and the the thing that struck me I guess a little bit little by little the kind of blinders or the scales have been falling off my eyes to use a biblical term. Um, is how, and you were just alluding to it, how human they were. And, and for many of them, how not easy their lives were, which really yeah. speaks to their courage, yeah. the, the, of the, the fortitude they had to keep pressing forward. Yeah. Um, we um, have a tapestry in the back of our chapel of St. John the Baptist, and it's, it's a copy of John Nava's artwork. Now, John Nava is the artist that did all the tapestries in the cathedral in Los Angeles. And if you ever can go see it, it it's truly amazing. It is, uh, you could just Google it too, and, and you could see them. It's, it's, it's kind of more impressive when you see them in, in the depth and the space that they were created to be in. But to get a sense of it, just Google um, Los Angeles Cathedral tapestries, and, and you'll see them. But what he did when they were building this cathedral, I think back in the 90s, it's relatively recent, they, uh, they commissioned John Nava, N-A-V-A, to, to make these images of saints. And what he did was, number one, he made them look like they probably looked when they were walking the earth, as far as their mm. height, their skin tone, their ethnicity they were from, which really brings about how, how human they were. And then he puts them, first of all, amongst each other, so and they're all they're all kind of gazing at the altar. They're gazing at the Eucharist, which is the source and what you were just alluding to a second ago, the the source of why they did what they did and who, the source of who they were. Yeah, so they're they're right. looking with this great. Why we claim them heroes? Right, right. Because it, it wasn't about them. It was about right. the thing or the per, not the thing, the person they were looking towards. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he puts regular people among them, because when the saints walked around, and there are saints walking around today, or future yeah. saints walking around today, and there's regular people among them too. Um, it's really, really quite striking, and it, it, it was one of the things that the more I looked at it, and I've, I've mentioned a few times, I have a, a child studying at USC, so we've had the opportunity to go to Los Angeles a few times in the past uh, few years, and to go there is, is really breathtaking. I never got the invite. No, you're not going to either. Yeah. <laughs> No. You can go to Los Angeles. There's no prohibition against you going, but she's not going to be with us. So I would really, in all seriousness, I would really ask you to take a, you know, to take a look at those if you're if you're interested in de- developing um, relationships with saints. It's really exciting, and I didn't even tell you this. Um, we're getting another tapestry. I know I told you about the tapestry, but it's it's being put in the mail today of of Mary because they have a new one of of our, our mother mary and we bought it and it's going to be well we could decide where it's going to be it's probably going to be outside the chapel but i was in contact with him yesterday it's getting sent out today this might be the first time i'm hearing this really i didn't tell you about this <laughs> oh this is going to be so cool and i want to do street art on both sides of it i got i got big plans dude this is going to be fun kids are going to love it oh well hey listen i'm glad that you this went through <laughs> I think I did tell you, it's just that sometimes you don't listen. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's probably true. That probably definitely happened. Uh, but no, the thing, and the thing I, lo- I love about the Saints too is that, is that um, and, you know, when I grew up uh, on, on my end here, I grew up um, with uh, some of the, you know, the tan books, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Lives of the Saints would read those. And um, 
And then uh, every now and again, uh, my parents would come across uh, a movie of the life of a saint mm -hmm. or, you know, or a religious film. And that's why I have, to this day, my favorite my favorite saint is... I was, gonna, uh, I was just going to ask you that. Who is your favorite? I don't even know. Uh, Joseph of Cupertino. Really? Yeah, Joseph What do you like Cupertino. about him? So I actually... I have to actually thank Hollywood for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Hollywood brought us together. Um, uh, my my uh, a priest, a priest, a, a dear friend of mine had passed away a few years ago, and we were sitting down having dinner one night, and and he he was very connected with the saints. He would he would have experiences with them all the time, and uh, and and he would say he's like Dave, those those relationships with the saints. They're just like our relationships here on earth. He said, sometimes we feel compelled to reach out to that person, you know, to, to engage in a relationship, or sometimes that person does uh, the same for us. That's kind of interesting. And he said, so sometimes he felt compelled to reach out to a particular saint, and other times other saints would just reach out to him. And he would, you know, and I would, I would just firsthand, I would get to see his experiences. So interpreting that and in, in how this happened, I, I believe that Joseph of Cupertino reached out to me when I was in about 10th grade. And uh, Hollywood came out with a, a movie back in the 50s. It's black and white mm -hmm. uh, called The Reluctant Saint. Okay. And it's the life of this, you know, uh, really, I guess you could say, obscure saint. Mm -hmm. In Italy, he's actually, in parts of Italy, he's pretty much known as like the kind of like the Padre Pio, St. Mm -hmm. Francis of Assisi uh, in some of those areas. Um, but here, nobody knows about him. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he was a Capuchin a priest, but like born and raised very poor, uh, and he wasn't that bright. Mm -hmm. And uh, Well, I want to go back to that in a second, but mm -hmm. finish your story. I, yeah. I don't want to forget that. Yeah, and um, uh, he tried to, to get into uh, the Franciscans. They wouldn't accept him. Um, mm. They didn't have a place for him. He tried to get into another order. You know, he just wasn't bright enough at one point. And then, uh, and then the Capuchins gave him a chance. And believe it or not, like, well, he uh, he which uh, uh He passed the test to become a priest. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that point forward, uh, was just he he was able to read souls. He was able to, uh, and when I mean read souls, he was be, he was able to help you make the best confession possible. Mm -hmm. So if you left anything out in the confessional, and you weren't sharing everything, he would then do essentially what Padre Pio would do: say, "Well, what about this? You know, the other mm -hmm. day, you know." He was able to levitate. Mm -hmm. uh, so at mass, he would have deep encounters with the faith. So like at consecration, he would just fly to the ceiling you know so mass could be like two hours because he was just floating in the air for two hours does he say anything when he's floating like i've heard of this he's but talking, i don't know too much about was, it he was really just engaged with our lord in the eucharist really like the eucharist you know like our lord revealed himself in his totality mm -hmm. uh to joseph uh that's why he's the patron saint of airplane pilots okay because he would take off at that's one fair. at one point when he was becoming so popular and famous because people wanted to be healed by him mm -hmm. the, the franciscan says the franciscan said yeah no no we're we're gonna put you we're, we're, we're taking yeah. you out of the public eye mm -hmm. you know uh and people still uh, journey to him he was able to talk to animals and stuff like that yeah. so and, and then 
all the guys in Rome who were studying in Rome, all the priests who were the guys who were studying to become priests in Rome, they go to his altar uh, before they have to take a major exam. Uh, there's a there's a church the, of holy apostles. There's a side altar okay. that is dedicated to Joseph of Cupertino, mm -hmm. and the tradition is is that guys will go there, say a prayer, saying like, "Help me out with this one," because he wasn't a bright student either. Um, and uh, so I like to say he was the patron saint of stupid students and airplane pilots, <laughs> and he got me through the seminary, and I felt him at my ordination day. Like he, I knew he was standing right next to me at my ordination. That's very cool. Kind yeah. of confirming everything. Yeah. And what about you? What's your favorite saint? Well, I think, you know, it, it depends like what they ask me, but you know, you've heard me talk a lot about St. Bernadette. Yeah. You know, and, and the, 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 the thing I love about St. Bernadette, ironically, is less that Mary appeared to her, which she did at Lourdes, mm -hmm. um, but it's more about what happened afterwards when she wanted to go into and become a nun. Yeah, and they pretty much told her, "Sorry, you don't have any skills. You can't cook. You can't sew. You can't clean. Sorry, you can't be a nun." Right. And I'm thinking, what do you have to do? <laughs> like Mary came to see her. What do you have to do to move forward? And and she was so humble. And and the 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 quote that she is attributed as saying is, "The Virgin used me as a broom to remove the dust. When the work is done, the broom is put behind the door again." Yeah, you know that humility great. is is oh, amazing. Great. I've yeah. never heard you actually. Use oh, really? That never, one. never, never. So, but when you were talking about um, the um, Saint John Cupertino, Joseph, Joseph, yeah, I'm sorry, um, it's early, <laughs> but so many of them really have these issues, even within the church. Even within people in the church, oh, yeah. distrusting them. And I was doing last night. I was kind of preparing a little bit. I was looking at Solanus Casey. Yeah. You know? So um, do you remember right before, like, New York City shut down in 2020, we were doing those junior retreats? And remember the, remember the yep. time where you pretended you were sick and you didn't go? Well, on, <laughs> on that one, we stopped at the uh, Franciscan Sisters of the Renewal up yes. in Harlem. And he had lived there. Yes. And even though he's really known more as a Detroit guy, he had, yep. he had lived there for a short period of time. He had been down to Midtown for a while. But he was called, and I didn't know this term until last night. I don't know if people still use it. It's, he was called a simplex priest, meaning yeah. that he was very similar. They felt he wasn't educated enough, so he couldn't hear confessions and he couldn't preach. Yeah. But yet people kept coming to him, and yeah. they put him at the door. Yeah. Very, very, very <laughs> much like Andre Bissette, St. Andre Bissette. Yeah. We don't know what to do with you. We're going to put you by the door. But God chose those men. <laughs> right. Because people would still keep flocking to them. And nobody wanted to actually come in the, no, the no. monastery. <laughs> they just wanted they to see the porter. See him. Yeah, they just, they just wanted, wanted to see the guy at the door. Yeah. Yeah, heal me. I think there was a story about um, uh, while he was in that house, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, Jewish, uh, a Jewish family, uh, their, their kid was, uh, I think, paralyzed from the leg down okay. or, or had a, a, from the waist down. And... Uh, they heard about you know what he was doing, Solanus Casey. So this is back in you know this has got to be back in early twentieth century. Right? Early twenty, yeah, yeah, early twentieth century. So they drove there, uh -huh. you know, uh, these pious Jews going to to the to, to, to knock it on the door of the monastery of the Catholics, and they said we want to talk to Solanus Casey, and he's like, that's me, and this my son, you know, he's got this issue, this health issue. He healed him right on the spot. Amazing. Heal them right on the spot. Yeah. And it's so, you know, it's so nondescript when you go into that, that the, 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 where these sisters do their work is, is kind of a dead end street. There's projects right next to it. Yep. And it's not descript. And, and isn't that so emblematic of where God chooses to be? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. not not in the really what we would particularly think the most holy places or even think by outside appearances the most holy people. Right. They are holy, but they're not walking around glowing. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And well, that's the thing I loved about Solanus Casey is that his early his early life living in Wisconsin or, and then moving to Detroit with his mm-hmm. family, I got the chance to go uh, to the you know where his body is laid out. In Detroit? In Detroit. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And they have the, his history on the walls. Mm-hmm. He was on the assembly line at Ford. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think he, at one point he was held at gunpoint. He was shot or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, trying to save somebody. Uh, so he was mugged and beaten. I mean, like, yeah. uh, but then like to know that he was in Brooklyn, I know a guy who uh, I think at the very early stages of his life, it, while he was a, a capuchin in the friary, mm-hmm. you know, uh, lived with Solanus Casey at one point, or or like they, he was he knew interacted the, with he them. knew guys who were mm-hmm. who lived with him, and he said the guys, the guys as much as they as much as they all respected him for being a really good man, holy man. They didn't like living with him because he lived everything so well mm-hmm. that it had made them all look bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, understood. Yeah, yeah. They were yep. looking. They were trying to see themselves in his eyes. Uh, yeah, or or like you know they were like, oh man, you know, uh, you know he follows the rule uh, of Saint Francis so perfect yep. <laughs> that I'm going to get in trouble for this, that, and the other thing. He apparently also was a really horrible singer. But that didn't keep him from singing, and that might have been another reason. <laughs> he had a disease when he was younger that affected his vocal cords. Yeah, I think you know? so. I think and right. so many of these saints, you, you, you look at their lives, and they, they, something happened to them yeah. early, or something happened to them while they were living, yeah. and it, it wasn't easy. And that's the, the, beautiful, the beautiful thing about the courage that they had. You know, to keep yeah. going and, and to be who they were created to be. And I think that's, yeah. if you were looking for one thing to say about every saint, they had the courage to be who they were created to be, not who society said they would be, whatever society it was at the time in the yeah. last 2,000 years since it's been going on. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think to get like a, uh, like a, a real connection uh, and an understanding as to like why we hold them up as saints. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that any of these people are saints, but there is a website that my buddy had uh, talked to me about uh, called I Am Second. Mm. And and there's these shorts, these these short videos, seven, eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Of all of these, I guess, prolific athletes and uh, coaches and people who were on the, the highest stage uh, of their craft. And uh, they talk about how the pressure uh, of of their life had kind of really, or the circumstances uh, and the struggles of their life really brought them to a real uh, crux in 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 their journey, and you know, a real fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they talk about how then then at that moment, really owning their relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and really asking Him for help. Yeah. Did they find the peace that so they so deeply desired mm-hmm. in the midst of their life? And they always end the video with, "I am second. Yep. and And I think that I think that is really symbolic of how the saints lived their life. Yeah. you know, you know, that they came to this point where they courageously said, "It's not about me. It's it, I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I need Jesus." to be the person that one God is calling me to be, but that I really truly want to be in my own heart. 
Uh, and so they realized that they were second. I, I think something that you made me think of when you said that is self-definition. And we could probably even talk about that on a whole nother podcast. But we have this this sense that we should be defining ourselves by our um, by the college we go to, the area we live in, the cars we have, all the cliche stuff. Mm-hmm. But somehow we we look to acquire those things or to have those things to define us. And I think what the saints did, they said, "No, God, you define me." Yeah, you know, how, wherever you want me to go. Exactly. You know, and I think that's why they tended to be. Um, tended to have that that courage because they let God do that. Yeah. I had put out on on Facebook uh, last night asking people for their favorite saints. So Mike Noon from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Saint Michael the Archangel. Nice. And we have a common friend, Joe from Oakdale. Yeah. So um, remember, you know, you know, I forgot about. Remember, Joe got you on the Harry Connick Jr. show. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. That's yeah. like another lifetime. So that was pre-COVID. That was like a week before we all, all got No, no, back. no. It was during COVID because you were doing you were doing the oh, mobile that's adorations. Right. That's right. Yep. So you guys, you and, and his wife, and they would, they would uh, the three of you were driving around going to students' houses with the Eucharist. You know, it was yeah. when, when the whole area was shut down. You couldn't you couldn't mm-hmm. go anywhere, and you were going to students' houses who requested it with the Eucharist, and he sent it to Harry Connick Jr., who's a practicing Catholic. Yeah. And uh, he got on the show a little yeah. shout out, which yeah. is very cool. Um, but anyway, Joe's favorite was St. Teresa of Lisieux. Oh, you yeah, know? Little Flower. Little Flower, yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's where we'll be spending a lot of time today, out in Montauk. Yeah, in Montauk. Out of Montauk. Yep. I, love how, I love how that church, particularly out in Montauk, I think we count. I think we got a rough count. I think was it one forty? No, one sixty something. Like two. I think we're was up to like two hundred and sixty roses. Wow. Between the stained glass, mm-hmm. uh, between the stained glass, uh, you know, windows and and other flowers that are kind of in the church. Yeah. Uh, and just you know, representing her love for uh, all of us on our journey. Yep. You know, I, and I love about her 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 bio is that like. She was described. She described herself as a sixteen-year-old brat. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love how Saint John Vianney says uh, the saints uh, with uh, the it, to become a saint. It doesn't matter. It, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Yeah, so so important. She has a quote. Um, be, I love this quote, and I just came across it last night. Begin to be what you shall be. Mm. Like you can begin at any moment. Right, you know the past. The past doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Some of the writings between her and her parents, particularly her dad, are fascinating. So her parents are saints. Yeah, and the writings that you could see the the love between them, and also the parental concern. You yeah. know, even from her father, who obviously her daughter was on the right track. Mm-hmm. You know, in in yeah. in a in a convent, but still the concern that every parent. I don't think that ever goes away. No, you're, you're always yeah. always concerned. Your dad calls me all the time about you. Is he okay? <laughs> What's he doing now? Is he eating? Is he taking care of himself? Yeah, I don't think he ever has to worry about me eating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, gang, it's as as John Vianney said. It is Saint Therese said. It's it's now not how we start the journey, mm-hmm. but it's how we end the journey, and and that is and that is the landmark of of every saint that the church has uh, lifted up. Any man man or woman who has been canonized as a great example uh, of heroic virtue and of the faith, it's how they ended their life uh, that really, really matters. And so if, if you haven't, if you don't have a particular saint that you can walk with on this journey, maybe start with the saint that you chose for confirmation. Mm-hmm. 
to to be a help and guide. Maybe, you know, maybe when you were in eighth or ninth grade, you chose that saint just to shut up the priest and, you know, go about it uh, so you can get it done. Uh, but don't sleep on that because mm -hmm. maybe that saint was working in that and maybe their life and their story uh, can be something of an example for you in your life right now uh, to help you on your journey. And an invitation to, to anyone else who wants to enter your life yeah, and say, exactly. you know, I, I feel a connection to you and, you know, give me, give me the opportunity to, uh, for you to learn about me a little bit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, everybody, that I think is going to wrap us up. We will definitely speak to you next week. Yeah. Uh, and let's just hope that Costa brings all the equipment with him. I'm probably going to forget it. Can you? I. Well, you know we're going to be on the way to the airport. And I'm going to say, oh. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. We're going to yeah. miss our flight uh -huh. because you forgot the third microphone. Yeah. But we'll, uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> Have a All good right, one, everybody. Take be care. Well. If you would like to contact Father Dave or me, please follow us on Facebook at Locusts and Wild Honey. We appreciate your comments on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please tell us what you think and share with your friends.